Hello, hello. My name is Emily. I am one of the English tutors here at Chatterbug. Um, nice to have you here today. Please come say hi in the chat. Uh, today we're going to be just doing something a little bit different. Um, so we're going to do a quiz today. Hopefully it'll give you a chance to maybe pick up some new vocabulary um, and just have fun and learn some new random facts. Um, so come say hi in the chat. Nice to have you here. If you haven't seen one of my streams before, my name is Emily and I'm from Canada. Hello, Mina from Iran in the chat. Ardiman from Spain. Great to have you here. Okay, so let's get to it. What is trivia? Have you heard this word before? It's um, so it's a social game. So you're meant to play it kind of with other people. Of course, you can do some online trivia, but it's more fun as a group. And so usually you have teams and you're asked about different topics. And the goal is to get as many correct answers and points as you can. Um, there's a special kind of trivia in the UK. Um, it's called pub, a pub quiz. So you do see this in some other English speaking countries, but really it originated in the UK, of course, where pubs are also originally from. Um, and so it's kind of a chance to go with a group of friends, you make teams, and then um, there's one person in charge of asking questions who's called the quiz master. So quite often with these pub quizzes in the UK, each team will put in um, a certain amount of money for their team, and then the money gets split to the winner and um, the pub, something like that. So, or sometimes I've seen at some pub quizzes, the prize might be like a bar tab or something like that for your team. So you get a chance um, to celebrate after you win. Um, and so, yeah, when I was living in the UK, this is definitely a popular thing to do with friends. And often you will have different days of the week that different pubs will have quizzes. So you would check and see what's going on at your local pub when they have this going on. Okay. So let's see here. So, uh, yeah, so the, this word quiz, um, it originally meant an eccentric person or thing. So something kind of eccentric means kind of a bit weird or unique. Um, then the meaning changed to be uh, to make fun of someone or to mock someone, which is another way to say to make fun of. And it's only really since the 19th century, well, not only, I guess, 200 years or so, um, that it now refers to doing tests or questions. So I would like to know, are trivia games, these kind of quiz games, are they popular in your country? And if so, come and tell us in the chat what the name of maybe one of your favorite games is or maybe it is that there's some reality shows to do with quizzes okay and let's see who we have here today so we also have rocks from mexico city binaz from kurdistan hakim from saudi arabia silvana argentina maria dubai jackie from miami ahmed saudi mary germany Sus from Costa Rica. Um, I'm very close to where you are now, Sus. I'm currently streaming to you live from Panama. <laughs> so we are kind of neighbors at the moment. Uh, Salvador from Mexico, Ross from Mexico, and Kat from Colombia. Nice, big mix of people today. Um, so I guess for most of us, it's good afternoon or good evening, wherever y'all are. Lots of us over in the Americas, plenty over in Europe and Middle East. 
Okay, so most people, it's a bit of a mix here, whether it's popular or not. Um, so tell me in the chat, what is the kind of most popular trivia game that you play? And is it something that you would play at home? Um, like, is it more of like a family or a friends game? Or is it something that you would go play at another location? Like I talked about in the UK, there's pub quizzes. Do you have something like that in your culture? Okay, so we're gonna get going. Some of these are gonna be quite tricky. I did look up like challenging, um, challenging uh, who wants to be a millionaire questions. So that's a TV show that was, um, was a um, broadcast where people were trying to win money, million dollars by answering quiz questions. So what do you think the word loquacious means? Loquacious, good word, I, actually, I quite like this word. Um, does it mean angry? So if you were to describe a person this way, are they angry, chatty, beautiful, or shy? What do you think? Uh, okay, and someone said, yeah, they had the who wants to be a millionaire in Colombia. Yeah. So I think it started in the States and then it really kind of went around to different countries around the world, maybe, where it was popular. All right. Perfect. So most of you got it right. Very good. I wonder if you've heard this word before. Um, I would definitely use this word to describe some of my friends um, chatty. So let me know in the chat if you have a friend who is loquacious or are you a loquacious person? Let's keep going. See how we do today. Okay, some geography questions here. So which of the following landlocked countries? So that means that they don't have any access to the sea if it's landlocked. Um, do you think it's Lesotho, Burkina Faso, Luxembourg, or Mongolia? Which of those do you think does not have any access to the sea? Let's see here. Mm -hmm. And let's see here. A lot of people are guessing Luxembourg. I can understand. But the, the tricky thing here is that, yes, Luxembourg is landlocked, but it's not entirely enclosed within another country. So if it's enclosed, it means it's only within one other country. So in this case, the answer is Lesotho, which is a small, um, a small country that is completely inside of South Africa. So it's a small mountainous country, um, very small, but it's South Africa is completely around it, whereas Luxembourg has different countries on the border. And if you don't know where it is on the map yet, yeah, so South Africa, and it's just down there. So go have a look at the map. It's a good chance to learn a bit of geography today too. Um, and Zeus asking if I'm near to the beach. I am indeed. Um, there are many surfers behind me, yes. It's a, a surfer beach here called Playa Vanau in Panama. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm outside today. It's uh, just a bit more pleasant to stream, so hopefully it's not too much noise. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. And someone says, yeah, another example is the Vatican, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good, let's keep going. Um, we have a few
few South Americans in the group here, um, near to Colombia, Bolivia, and Paraguay. What are you talking about there, Kat? Do you mean um, that there's another? So Bolivia is an example of a um, landlocked country as well. And so is Paraguay, but they have multiple countries bordering them. But they are landlocked, which is that good vocab word. Okay, good job. Let's go to the next one. So I'm not sure if you are familiar with this book, Paddington Bear. He has the blue jacket and the red boots. Um, it's been made into a, I think, TV series and film series. There's been kind of a recent one with Paddington Bear that has like real actors and then also Paddington as a um, kind of like CGI, I guess it's called computer generated image is CGI. So where do you think he's from? Is he from India? Is he from Canada where I am from? Is he from Peru? Or is he from Iceland? Paddington Bear. A lot of people are guessing Canada and this is a tricky one because there's another famous bear which comes from Canada. Let me know in the chat maybe if you think can think of which other famous cartoon bear comes from Canada. Give you a moment there. So lots of guesses for Canada. It's not the right one. There is another famous bear though. Iceland, a lot of questions, uh, a lot of guesses too. Okay. So this was one of the one of the trickier um, questions. Yeah, Hakim said this is tricky because there's a lot of bears in Canada. Absolutely. And so there is another famous bear from Canada, and that is Winnie the Pooh is from Canada, named after the city Winnipeg. So Winnie the Pooh is the one that is based on a bear um, from Canada. In this case, the answer is Peru. So the story goes that Paddington was um, orphaned, so he lost his parents due to an earthquake in Peru, and then he was raised by his Aunt Lucy, who sent him to London, so he lived in London, um, and he uh, arrived at Paddington Station, and he uh, that's how he got his name, Paddington Bear. <laughs> um, so that was a tricky one. A few people got it. Good job. <laughs> Okay, so some more characters here. This should be an easy one, I think. I think probably uh, this movie has been translated into many different languages. So which Disney character famously leaves a glass slipper behind at a royal ball? And maybe tell me in the chat if you have a favorite Disney character or Disney movie. Who leaves a glass slipper? Maybe tell me what in your language you call Cinderella too, because I think they have different names, don't they, in different countries when they translate it. Okay, this is this is an easy one, I think. You guys got it, perfect. Good job. So keep track of how many you're getting right um, and we'll see how you do at the end. There are some very tricky ones. Okay, Sanicienta in Spanish. What do you call Cinderella in other languages? Let us know. Okay. 
Next kind of political one. So what does the hammer and sickle, so the sickle is kind of like a sharp thing that they use in farms. Um, so the hammer and sickle is one of the most recognizable symbols of which political ideology? Ah, Italian, Cenerentola, very nice. Or would it be Cenerentola maybe? I don't really speak Italian, but <laughs> I feel like maybe it should be Cenerentola. Um, okay, 100% here, that's an easy one. So, oops, one person thought that Republicanism, but maybe they just clicked the wrong one. Um, okay, that's an easy one. Perfect, let's keep going. And if at any time you have any questions about vocab, I say something that you're not sure what I mean, just ask me in the chat and I'm happy to, um, happy to slow down and tell you what I mean. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so which of these religious observances or events, you could say, I guess, um, lasts for the shortest period of time during the calendar year? So which one is the shortest uh, holiday observance event, whatever you would like to call it? What do you think? Is it Ramadan, Diwali, Lent, or Hanukkah? Which of those four? Okay, lots of guesses for Hanukkah. So that's... Um, the Jewish celebrate around Christmas time in December. I think there's, so they have the candles with, I think there's like nine candles or I can't quite remember, but so the menorah it's called and they light a candle for each day. So it's, it's at least a week. I think Lent, Lent is a few months long, I think. Ramadan, a few weeks maybe, can someone confirm? But Diwali, I'm pretty sure is only one day. So that is um, that is celebrated in India, and it's the Festival of Light. And I'm pretty sure it's just one day. Um, but yeah, perfect. Okay, so lots of guesses for Hanukkah, but the answer for this one is Diwali, the Indian celebration. Let's keep going. Ramadan's a, oh, a month long. Okay. So I think Lent might be the longest. Lent is 40 days. So then Lent is 40 days, Ramadan 30, Hanukkah's like nine or 10, I'd have to check. And then I think Diwali's one day, but I'm not sure. Okay, next question. Which of these famous landmarks was completed first? Was it the Empire State Building in New York City, the Royal Albert Hall in London, um, the Eiffel Tower in Paris, or the Big Ben Clock Tower in London. What do you think was the first one that was completed? And maybe tell me in the chat if you've visited any of these places. Okay, so far, most people are getting this one correct. So yes, the Big Ben clock tower. Um, so it's not actually the name of the clock. Big Ben is the whole tower. Um, was designed by 
um, someone in the neo-Gothic style, completed in 1859. And uh, let's see here. Its clock was the largest and most accurate four-facing um, clock in the world. And it's 96 meters high. And um, there's 334 steps to get up to the top where the bell is. So perfect, lots of people got that one right. Okay, this one, I think this one's easy. <laughs> there's some kind of joke answers here um, for a couple of them. Let's see here, if you know, what it, what does it mean if someone has well-developed abdominal muscles? So abdominal muscles are like, um, like in your stomach, in the front of your body is your abdominal muscles. I think this is a goal of a lot of people to get this. Let us know in the chat if you have any suggestions for how to get one of these. And yes, this was an easy one. 100% of people know it is called a six pack. Oops. <laughs> Hakeem thinks there is a copy of Big Ben in Vancouver, Canada. I don't think so. I'm from Vancouver. There's, we have like a little, there's like a little steam clock in Gastown in Vancouver. I can't, I can't think if it's meant to be like a miniature version. Um, maybe it was designed to look like it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so Carlos says, have lots of chocolate to get a six pack, <laughs> but a one pack is better. <laughs> yeah, if you're drinking lots of six packs of beer, then maybe you will get a one pack. <laughs> so there'll just be one piece <laughs> there <laughs> that you see, P perfect, so yeah. I don't think 12 pack is possible. I've heard of eight pack before. So that's when you can see all the abdominal muscles a lot. But I think the one that lots of people are kind of going after if they are bodybuilders is uh, the six pack. Okay. I'm not sure if any of you studied Shakespeare in school or maybe you've uh, seen some of the plays. Which of these names is not a title of a Shakespeare play? Hamlet. Romeo, Macbeth, or Darren? Let's see here. And let me know in the chat if you, um, you've studied or read any Shakespeare. In, in Canada, in English class, it was part of our required, required reading. I guess it could maybe come in when you're doing more advanced English. I'm not sure. Um, I think it'd be hard to translate a lot of it. So uh, some of it doesn't really make sense. It's very old English style. Or maybe you've seen a play. So um, in London, you can go and see a Shakespeare play at the Globe Theatre. So there was an original Globe Theatre where Shakespeare's plays were shown, but they rebuilt kind of a replica or a copy where you could still go and watch today. Yeah, so most of you got that one right. Darren is not in the name of a Shakespeare play. All right, so all of these countries enjoy drinking whiskey, <laughs> I think. Um, but where did Scotch whiskey originate from? Is it from Ireland, Wales, the United States, or Scotland? Where did Scotch whiskey originate from? Let me know in the chat if you are a whiskey drinker. Um, I've been whiskey tasting before actually where it's from, which is Scotland. The, the names are very similar there, Scotch and Scotland. Um, but it's a bit strong for me. I can maybe have like a little bit, but 
not my not my favorite. <laughs> Let me know if you if you like it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, Edith, I'm I'm not a whiskey drinker either, but since I was in Scotland, I went and tasted some to to go and experience some of the different flavors. Mm. Okay. According to the old saying, the love of what is the root of all evil. Um, so the root of, you could also say, is like um, the cause of or the start of all evil. What do you think is the answer? Maybe you have this saying in your language as well. Some funny options here. Food, money, clothing, or reality TV. <laughs> I guess some people might think reality TV is the root of all evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, most of you, everyone's got it right here. Money is the root of all evil, people say. means me, makes people do crazy evil things. Someone's asked what whiskey brand is my favorite. I don't really have a favorite one, to be honest. But in Canada, there's... Um, we have some like whiskeys as well that people seem to enjoy. So I don't know. I wouldn't say I have a, a favorite brand. Um, all right, let's keep going. Okay, so let's read this one carefully. Which is the largest city in the USA's largest state? You think it's Dallas, Los Angeles, New York, or Anchorage? <laughs> so, so you got to think about which state these are in. So Dallas and Texas, Los Angeles and California, New York, New York, and Anchorage and Alaska. So think about, yeah, lots of people saying Dallas. You know, they always, there's that saying, maybe you've heard it in English, that everything's bigger in Texas. Um. But the question here was the largest city in the largest state. And so Alaska is actually the largest state by land size in the United States. And so the answer is Anchorage, which is the largest city in Alaska. So it's a bit of a trick question because you think of the largest, just the largest city in the US, but it's the largest city within the largest state. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's that big. Let's let's see what the population, Anchorage population. Yeah, so Anchorage has about 300,000 people. So it's a it's a kind of small to mid-sized town, but it is in the largest state by landmass. Bit of a trick question for you guys. <laughs> um, so there's lots of different answers on that one. Okay, the word aristocracy literally means power in the hands of whom. So this is a word um, that describes, you, you have like royalty is the highest level and then there's aristocracy is the next level. So in the United Kingdom, this would be like dukes and duchesses and lords and this, this group of people who have these titles, but they're not royalty, um, the next level down. What do you think it literally means? Okay. It kind of almost sounds like it could be the rich, which a lot of people are answering right now. 
the arisht, like that has the ri there. Um, but it actually means the best, which I think is quite a claim. But I guess this was this was an old um, old word that was used to describe this kind of level below royalty, saying that power is in the hands of the best. <laughs> um, interesting, yeah, with the strong social classes there in the UK. Let's keep going. We have, I think, about seven or eight more. Um, so I hope you're having fun. So also kind of on a British theme here, um, which of these islands was ruled by Britain from 1815 to 1864? So all four of these islands are in the Mediterranean and they all start with a C. <laughs> um, so we have Crete, Cyprus, Corsica, or Corfu. Where, which island do you think was ruled by the British? Of course, the British were kind of all over the world, um, very involved in many countries' affairs over many years. This is just one example. And the answers are totally split so far. So I'll just wait a moment and see if one pulls ahead. All right, so most people are answering Cyprus, but the answer here is actually Corfu. So that is an island in Greece. It was ruled by Britain in the 1800s. Okay. So we had someone from Costa Rica in the chat. Not sure if you're still there. Um, I don't know if we have anyone else from these countries, Haiti, Dominican Republic, or Cuba in the chat. Um, in what country are all U.S. Major League Baseballs currently manufactured? So we have Costa Rica in Central America, Haiti and Dominican Republic, which are on the same island in the Caribbean, Haiti's on the west side, Dominican Republic's on the east side, or Cuba, which is a bit further west of those two islands. Which one do you think? So a lot of people are guessing Dominican Republic, which I think makes sense because they have a huge amount of baseball players who come from there. Um, so they do lots of large kind of training camps and recruiting uh, players quite young. Uh, from the Dominican Republic, but it is actually Costa Rica, which is an interesting fun fact. Let me know in the chat if you like to watch baseball. I personally am not a big fan of watching um, sports like on TV or something, but if it's if it's in person, I think it's always fun. So I've been to a couple of Mariners games, Seattle Mariners. Um, I used to play softball when I was younger, uh, which is just with a larger ball. But yeah, for me, I don't really care about watching sports on TV so much. I like to watch World Cup, maybe the World Cup or the playoffs for hockey, Olympics. Let me know in the chat. Do you like to watch um, sports on TV? Okay. So this word's a little bit outdated, but I think it's still used um, certainly in the UK. And um, yeah. So what do you think? What is the what are made and repaired by a cobbler? Shoes, roads, windows, or jewelry? And Odd Man Out recommends Moneyball, which is an, an interesting movie about baseball. Is it like a documentary or is it um, a fiction movie? Okay. Let's see. Most people got this one right. Shoes. Excellent. 
Okay, let's keep going. We just have a few left to go. In the medical profession, what do the initials GP stand for? So we use this in both um, Canada and the UK. I think probably in the other English speaking countries too. You would refer to your GP as like your family doctor. So it's the one that you go to before you get a referral to a specialist. Um, if you need a new prescription, this is the person you go to is called a GP. Okay, fiction with Brad Pitt, interesting. Maybe we'll see if it's on Netflix or somewhere. <laughs> Check it out. Okay, and we have a bit of a mixture here of answers, but the answer here is general practitioner, because the idea is that this person is kind of a family doctor. They're gonna be um, doing general medicine. So they're gonna be able to see anyone of different ages, um, genders, different issues, and be able to like assess them first and then send them to a specialist if needed. Okay, let's go to the next one. I remember this one clearly because I was very jealous. I remember when I saw someone of, uh, who had the first iPhone. Um, when do you think it was released? Was it the year 2000, 2004, 2007, or 2009? Maybe some of you weren't born yet when it came out, so you're not sure. You've never known a world without, um, without an iPhone. Let me know in the chat if you are iPhone, Android, or other. Um, I definitely still like my iPhone. It has a pretty good camera. I know there's other ones that have other cameras that are better coming out, but I still, still like to use that one. Yeah. So the answer is 2007. Yes. I remember, um, a friend who got one and people were just so amazed, you know, when <laughs> this iPhone first came out, um, after, you know, we'd all had iPods for a while. There was all different, like the big iPod and then the iPod shuffle, if you remember all those. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's been that long now. Okay, so back to a bit of sports. Do you know which city will host the 2028 Olympic Games? Um, I really love to watch the Olympic Games. Um, I think the last Olympics, they introduced rock climbing, and it is amazing to watch people do speed rock climbing. I think it was the first year they have it, and people would go up like a 100-meter wall in, in seconds. Um, and they were doing the bouldering, where you have to like really jump over to get different, different parts of the wall. So I really enjoyed watching that as a new um, Olympic sport. I think there's a new, a new, another new sport that's coming to the Olympics um, in 2024, I think is kite surfing, which is something I've been recently learning. And I think that's also going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, people. So a bit of a mix here, but yes, it's going to be LA. So Los Angeles in California will be the host in 2028. Um, let me know in the chat if you've ever been to the Olympics. It was in the 2010 Olympics for the winter we're in Vancouver, Canada when I was a student um, there. So I didn't go to any of the events exactly, but I went to some of the festivities kind of around the city and the vibe in the city was amazing. You'd have all the athletes going around wearing their you know, country outfits and people would just start singing their national anthem on the bus or wherever you were. So it was such a cool, um, yeah, such a cool atmosphere of 
the world kind of coming together. So uh, yeah, let me know if you have also been to the Olympics if it, or if it came to your country. All right. So that's it. That was the quiz today. I hope you had fun. Um, and so how did you do? Let me know. Was it really hard? Was it easy overall? Did you learn some new vocabulary? Um, Oddman Out says you'll be the host for the next World Cup. Yes, I saw that Canada, I think it's Canada and the US will be hosting some of the games for the next uh, World Cup for football, which is very exciting. Football's not, we do have some football teams in Canada, but definitely I would say hockey is like the sport that people are really passionate about. But I think, I think people are going to be very excited. And Mexico. Oh, yes, yeah, of North America. Yes, that's right. Okay, cool. So 50-50. Easy overall. Cool. All right. So that was just for something a bit fun and different today. Um, don't worry if it was hard. I did throw some very hard ones in there. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, there's going to be another stream in a bit if you'd like to join. Um, otherwise, it was great to have you here. Thank you for your participation. Hope you had fun and enjoy the rest of your day or evening wherever you are in the world. All right. See you soon. Bye.